Meanwhile on Earth! What's happening, heroes? Welcome to the world's mightiest podcast. I'm your host, Nate, but my friends call me Twisty Shape. And in today's show, we're catching up on some more coronavirus news, some interesting leaks from the gaming world, and brand new loot coming to your favorite fighting games. Uh, This week's show is a bite-sized amount compared to what you're probably used to by now, but never fear. I'll sit here and make sure that you get the best bits of gaming news so you can keep up and with all the information you hold dear. So, without further ado, further ado, further ado, let's get to the news. Uh, we've got about six or so different things that I want to have a quick chat about. Nothing too too uh, too big. Normally, we have like a little story that we have, uh, and I wanted to talk about Crunch because. Naughty Dog have been in the firing line for the latest round of basically crunch news where they they overwork their employees and end up putting them in the hospital in some situations. But as big as a situation as that is, I don't want to talk about it without having a guest here to get somebody's secondary opinion on it, just in case my thoughts aren't encapsulating enough. So I'm going to be leaving that for the next big podcast next week, which I am busy organizing. In the meantime, we're going to catch up with some smaller stories. The first one's going to be another big one, and we talk about it pretty much as a third week on the trot, but it is it is one of the biggest news stories out there in the world right now, uh, and that is more COVID-19 information, or coronavirus, as it's, uh, uh, as it's known around the world. Uh, so basically, we've got more shutdowns. The uh, the biggest one being E3. They have officially announced that E3 will be not going on in 2020. And it's it's kind of sucky. I love E3. I, I have like a big um, thing where I get friends around. We have some drinks and we, we have a bit of a drinking game based on what happens in E3. Since I've started doing a stream and everything, I like to sit there at E3 and, and watch it with my community and talk about all the things we're excited for, all the ridiculous announcements they're doing, and then mock Bethesda as they try and save face when it comes to talking about Fallout 76. So not having that yet this year is upsetting enough for me, but it's a pretty big deal for a lot of the other games companies around there. E3 being one of the biggest advertising events, not only for potential people who, who may be buying the games, but also for looking for publishers who may want to pick up their games should they be a small indie games and such like that so not having it is pretty much a a pretty solid kick in the nuts thankfully uh i know for the very least xbox is having a digital event instead which is awesome and i expect more companies to be coming out the woodwork with these i believe nintendo are already looking at how they can do it Uh, i wouldn't be surprised if we see ea and and obviously sony who weren't going to be at e3 come out with something regarding a digital event that runs in place of what e3 was so i wouldn't get too upset just yet I must admit, I kind of have a bit of a tinfoil hat on when it comes to the E3 cancellation. They've cancelled it pretty early since it normally doesn't run till June, July time. So they've cancelled it, you know, three months in advance. And that is, to me, a little suspect, personally. And the reason for this is because E3 has kind of been on the, the decline a couple of years on the trot. And for them to have cancelled it early, to me, makes good business sense. Because with the issues with coronavirus and people becoming a bit more paranoid when it comes to travel, they probably closed it down, not potentially because people won't go, but they really can't afford to take that gamble right now. We're only looking at many companies and uh, mostly travel companies sort of closing their doors or, 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 or releasing staff members or 
having to to go into administration etc because of the covid uh virus causing many issues and a huge drop in stocks and shares and 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 sales so from a business standpoint this makes absolutely perfect sense but it does just seem that e3 kind of may have been looking for an easy way out and this was kind of offered on the plate so i'm not surprised i think easy way out is maybe a, a wrong phrase for what i'm trying to say so let me, let me rephrase that i think they've been looking for or they aren't willing to take the risk even if uh the coronavirus was resolved by the time e3 came around the gamble they'd have to take that people are still going to visit e3 is so is such a risk that it makes sense that they, they would rather just not do it so that they can recoup for 2021 instead so i hope for big things in 2021 another sad cancellation specifically for me because i was planning on being at this one and i was super super excited for it as was my my partner emma um she was gonna be coming with me to to check out all the new indie games and stuff is egx res unfortunately they have postponed it it is now going to be in the summer of 2020 so hopefully we still do get it if EG, uh, e3 are cancelling an event in the summer though I don't know if EGX are gonna are gonna swing this one out there, but we'll see. It would be interesting to see if they do. But uh, I'm I'm I am gonna be holding my I won't be holding my breath when it comes to more gaming events happening in the near future, just because I don't want to get my hopes up for a lot of it. So fingers crossed, we see the gaming events just coming back up after all the Corona virus issues are, are are put to bed. But we don't know when that's going to be, and it seems to be hitting the globe harder than what we expected. It's very peculiar. I've never experienced anything like this in my life, and I've seen swine flu and foot and mouth and everything like that. Uh, it, we had Ebola and and Zika virus and everything like that being like a big deal, but nothing seems to have hit the globe quite like quite like uh, coronavirus. So I'm kind of curious as to why. I have got my tinfoil hat on, and I am listening to conspiracy theories a little bit, only because. I, I do enjoy conspiracy theories. A lot of the time I scoff and, and turn my back on them, but it is always interesting to see how outside thinkers are considering of a problem. So it would be interesting to see what comes of that. I don't think it's anything but surface level infections and not scared of it just killing people. So uh, hopefully it doesn't. But stay safe, folks. Wash your hands. Make sure you don't go to crowded areas and just... If you know anybody who 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 is frail or or maybe at risk from this, this disease, this virus... Give them a call instead of popping around or something like that. Just just make sure that you, you do your best to, to keep it under wraps at the very least. Even if it isn't that big a deal, you don't think it's that big a deal, better safe than sorry, am I right? And and fucking stop hoarding toilet paper. You don't need it that badly. Jesus Christ, do, do, you, do, do you shit your body weight daily? What the fuck? Anyway, enough about poop. Oh, uh, a couple of the things that have been cancelled. We're seeing a lot of tournaments being cancelled. Overwatch League, Rocket League, all these world championships are being postponed or cancelled. So... It's, 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 it's a tough time for video games when we've been on such a great upswing for a number of years now. Now being on a, on a bit of a downswing is, is, is kind of disappointing from, from where I'm sat, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be for too long. Anyway, moving swiftly on, we have some new news about a game that honestly I thought had breathed its last breath a little while ago, and that is For Honor. This game is close to my heart because it's a fighting game that I absolutely adore, both in thematics and in gameplay like mechanics, etc., and even how it looks. But I thought it would die a death in its second season, especially after they had a world championship or, or a tournament, I believe, that was won by someone basically using bugs to, to cheat to victory. And they had to allow his victory because they were aware of this bug. 
So the fact that it's still going is impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very surprised they're still releasing content for it. But basically, it is a Ubisoft game, and they've tied it in with another Ubisoft IP, and that is Prince of Persia. You can now join for honor and fight the nameless hero from the Prince of Persia games in a brand new PvP game mode. Uh, alongside this, they've released a bunch of cosmetics that tie into Prince of Persia and his sandy adventures. It looks very, very cool. It looks quite stylized. It looks quite neat. I thought the Prince of Persia was going to be like a new class or something like that. I'm kind of curious how he fights if they've invented their own class for him. I haven't had a chance to pull it apart yet and have a look at what's going on with it but I, I hope to be doing that this weekend and i'll let you guys know on twitter what i think of it soon so make sure you go and follow me at twisty shape on the old twitter if you want to find out more but it definitely looks very very interesting and and i was always a big fan of prince of persia apart from perhaps the latest game the one where you had the girl that you had to help i found that one to be very weird stylistically i loved it but i found the the entire gameplay loop to be kind of an odd one compared to the rest of prince of persia games sons of time when i was younger though was was a, was an immense game loved it great great game hasn't aged too well though sadly maybe two thrones is perhaps the better game to play now uh, i don't i don't really know i haven't played any of the newer ones because i just i just i just i love the original the original was great it had like this horror aspect and you could rewind time and that was dope but then it all kind of just went a bit edgelordy and i kind of lost love for it you know so we've also got some new merch out for the good old Super Mario. Obviously, it was March 10th recently, and everyone seems to be turning that into a Mario thing, because M-A-R-1-0. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, it is. It's like May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. You know how it rolls. I... You know, I love that sort of stuff, like the whole internationally talk like a pirate day, but it still kind of baffles and bemuses me in terms of where the hell they actually originated from. But this March 10th Super Mario thing was kind of cool. And alongside this, I don't think it's entwined, but alongside this, they have announced that Super Mario Lego will be a thing. I love Lego. I'm a huge fan of Lego. Apart from when I step on it, then I want to cry. Um, but Lego is awesome, and it is a fond memory from my childhood, and I know that many, many people still love it, even as adults. And I am all for adults enjoying their time with with things that remind them of their childhood. Or perhaps things they just love these days. It's, it's, a, it's a hobby, isn't it? So they've released interactive Lego sets based on the Super Mario world, which is kind of cool. But there's no cost as of yet. They are still marked as coming soon. So if you have finished with your your Millennium Falcons or your TIE Fighters from the, the latest Star Wars Legos, or perhaps you're a Marvel Lego fan instead or anything like that, you'll have the Super Mario ones to look forward to soon, which is cool. I I haven't bought Lego in ages. I keep looking at the Marvel Lego sets and being like, you know what, I could buy one of those. They'd be kind of cool to do on stream and stuff, but I've never really got around to it. And I they're, they're always way more expensive than what I what I originally thought. When I was younger, I had apps, just giant tubs full for, for of assorted Lego. But uh, but as, as, as I've grown up, I've kind of grown out of touch with it. But I see people making some amazing stuff with it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up some of the Super Mario ones. Um, probably not. I'll probably pick up the Marvel ones if I'm going to pick up any of them. I'm not a huge Super Fan Mario fan myself, but uh, uh, I don't like to say that too loud loudly. Otherwise, the Nintendo fanboys will uh, will come for me, and you know what they're like when they get wound up. So we've got some news regarding a brand new CD Projekt Red game. Everyone might know CD Projekt Red from the amazing Witcher 3 
and one and two weren't quite so good. Witcher three was amazing. It's what's the it's where the where the IP really took off. Obviously, we've got had the Netflix TV show that was surprisingly good. I thought it would be awful, and I was not impressed with having Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. But he actually pulled it together, and it was was superb. Him and uh, Dandelion, Dandelion, however you pronounce it, maybe something else in Yaskia in the in the TV show. Were, were phenomenal. I wasn't too too fond of Triss Merigold and Yennefer in the TV show, but they were cool. I didn't mind them too much. I prefer them in the video games. I'm, I'm more of a Triss fan myself, uh, but uh, but Yennefer does have the purple eyes, which is kind of cool. I do. I, I, purple eyes kind of do it for me. <laughs> but um, they're also working on the brand new Cyberpunk title, which looks to be absolutely mind-blowing. I have been hyped from day one for Cyberpunk 2020. 77 when we saw the the almost still trailer of the augmented lady in the road being shot by the police and such if you haven't seen that highly recommend going to go check it out it's very stylistic and awesome but since then they've released trailers for the game and it looks to be phenomenal i can't wait i am very very hyped to get immersed in the world of cyberpunk and specifically night city they're they're planning a standalone multiplayer for it as well and dlcs apparently witcher 3 has some of the best dlcs that have ever been released in hearts of stone and blood and wine and I haven't actually got around to playing them yet, and I feel awful for not having done that. So I'm going to put some time aside before the launch of Cyberpunk to uh, to get amongst it. But we have had some news of the next game they're planning to do after Cyberpunk, which looks to be another game set in the Witcher universe. I've put here in my notes The Witcher 4, but I cannot confirm or deny whether you're going to be taking again the reins of Geralt. I would be surprised if they don't do that and they leave the story of Geralt where it is now. And instead we, we, we join a new set of characters within that world. So what's basically going to be happening is they're going to be making a small team that breaks off from the Cyberpunk team once Cyberpunk is released in September that starts the foundational work on this new Witcher universe title. And a larger team will stay on Cyberpunk for the later DLCs and, as I said earlier, the standalone multiplayer. It's interesting how they're going about this. I'm surprised they're leaping so quickly back into the Witcher world after Cyberpunk because obviously we had Witcher 1, 2, and 3 and a Gwent standalone game and everything like that. So the fact they've gone to Cyberpunk and they're leaping straight back is, is interesting. But apparently they're going to be working on these two worlds for quite a while now. So I imagine we'll see a lot of Witcher games such as Thronebreaker and things like that coming along. And I imagine we'll see a lot more Cyberpunk in the near future. I, I would be surprised if they release the standalone Cyberpunk and then they don't do any DLC for it. I imagine we'll see quite a bit of DLC for that game. But it is interesting. If you're a fan of the Witcher and the universe that he's in, it means you've got more content coming to your lovely eyeballs very, uh, well, I say very soon. In a few years or so, I would imagine. Game production takes a while, so so it would be cool to see where they where they go with it. That's that's for sure. We have had another leak to go alongside this, which is a Tony Hawk game. Another one. I'm really excited for this. I love the old Tony Hawk games. I remember the days where I would be sat with all my friends going around making the perfect park to then destroy with our custom made skaters. I used to play the ever living shit out of the. Tony Hawk games. So I remember the one they released where you could get a skateboard peripheral, which was awful. It was absolutely shocking. Uh, one of my original jobs was working in a retailer called GameStation in the UK, and we couldn't sell this this skateboard peripheral for love nor money. And and it was it was cool. It was definitely different. I saw where they were going with it, but unfortunately, it just just didn't hit the right marks and then skate came along and absolutely blew the fuck 
out of uh, Tony Hawk. So to see him coming back is going to be awesome. Now there's no actual confirmation if this is if this is true and happening, but a punk band known as The Death Set accidentally leaked information about the new Tony Hawk 2020 game as they put on Twitter, and I quote, just licensed five new songs to Tony Hawk 2020 game. So that is uh, a whoopsie, to, uh, to, to, to put it politely. Massive fuck up is probably the better way of putting it. Those sort of things can, can go to a number of lawsuits, but we haven't heard anything else from, from, from that. Could be a PR stunt. Who knows until we get more concrete information. Would you like to see a new Tony Hawk game? Do you remember the old Tony Hawk games? I think the first the first Tony Hawk game, the first ever level was you were in like an air hanger and stuff like that. And you used to be timed. You used to have like a minute or three minutes to do as much as possible of these little quests that you had within the within the level itself. Um... I always used to play as Bam Magera because I was a big fan of him from Jackass. So if you guys are a big fan or, or you remember your good old times with Tony Hawk, let me know. It'd be interested to find out if I'm not the only person alone in this when it comes to the Tony Hawk games. Finally, the only two things that I want to talk about last is some new releases that we've had this week. And that is Neo 2 and Ori and Will of the Wisps. Starting with, we're going to save the best for last. We're going to go for Neo 2 first. This Souls-like game set in feudal Japan with demons and monsters and all sorts of mischief going on is 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 loved by some, hated by few, but it looks to to have done pretty well. It's coming out with a 88 score from Metacritic and an 8.2 user score. I looked through a few of the uh, the reviews before before doing the podcast, and it looks to be that that most people are uh, happy with it. Phenomenally so. We have got a a, a, a sizable chunk of of disliked reviews though. Some of them saying it's one of the worst games ever made, but I think that's uh, it's perhaps a, a little bit. A little bit broad spectrum there. They seem to be just angry for the sake of being angry, which tends to be a lot with more of the hardcore fan bases. Neo 2 being obviously a Souls-like game um, tends to uh, those 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 the the audience that are attracted by those sort of games uh, tend to be fairly fairly uh, fairly. How can I put this? Critical is perhaps a polite way of putting it. They they are very set in their ways of how certain games should be. So for this one not to tick those box for well, if a game like that tries to be a Souls like and doesn't compare to Souls like games that we've already had, such as Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, it's gonna be uh crucified. And I think in some of the reviews this has very much happened because it isn't as comparatively awesome as the actual Souls like or sexual Souls from software games. It uh it, it has been it has been berated pretty badly. But uh from the footage that I've seen from it, it looks pretty good. I've never been a huge fan of Neo myself. The fighting styles are awesome though, but I never particularly liked how the world was 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 set out. In that you basically have a level-based system where you can return to different levels or or move to different levels. I never found the characters that compelling. It always confused me why an Irishman was dressed as a samurai uh, after escaping from the Towers of London. Very confusing. But uh, it seems to be ticking the boxes with fans of Neo. So that's cool. It's good to see that people have gone from the first one to the second one and are still enjoying themselves. Sometimes we can get it a bit awkward when you get uh, the first game come out and it's an absolutely amazing, godlike game and the second one comes out and it's a bag of fucking bricks compared to it it uh we have seen that happen in the past so it's nice to see that that isn't happening in this situation finally we've got ori and the will of the wisps i am a huge fan of ori in the blind forest i hadn't played it for ages i expected it to be a cutesy heartfelt fuzzy platformer played it and i've never raged so hard in my entire life 
got so angry at that game. I I played it on stream and I I I there were, there were times where I die like 30 40 times on the, on the same section and and I swear I was close to having a vein pop in my forehead. It was it was a tough one. I still I still really enjoyed it. It was much I I, I did shed a tear. It was it was far sadder than what I expected in in some aspects. And I regret having postponed it for that long. I haven't yet picked up Ori in the Will of the Wisps, but it is on the PC Game Pass and the Xbox Game Pass if you have access to that for free. Obviously, you can buy it from all good retailers. Uh, just to backtrack very quickly, Neo 2 only available on PS4 at the moment as far as I am aware. But yeah, Ori in the Will of the Wisps looks beautiful. It, the, the original one, The Blind Forest, looked amazing. Beautiful, like almost like it was an oil painting. And Ori in the Will of the Wisps seems to have cranked that up even further, which surprises me. It looks beautiful. It seems, apparently it plays beautiful. It improves on all the issues people had with the first one. So that is great. It is coming in at an 89 Metacritic score and a 9.1 user score. I didn't really look through many of the reviews that were written for this one, but I can tell you it had zero negative reviews, which is genuinely impressive i'm excited to to get my teeth into it at some point and give you guys a bit more of a a bit more of a in-depth look at what we think now we've got two more games coming out this week we've got doom eternal and animal crossing if you haven't seen the uh the fan art that's been made of the animal crossing x doom you need to. It's amazing. It's so... Seeing Isabel dressed as the Doomslayer or the Doomslayer planting plants and flowers and skipping gaily through forests is amazing. It's 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 awesome to see two drastically different fan bases come together and enjoy a common ground. And it reminds me why gaming is so awesome because you can be a lover of only the one of them, but you can still appreciate why somebody would enjoy the the other, even though it's on the different end of the spectrum in terms of games. Uh, or you can enjoy both. Maybe you have you maybe you enjoy winding down by destroying some demons and then going to work on your island and really sort of put in those hours. I I I'm getting the Doom Collector's Edition myself because I desperately want the Doom Slayer's helmet. But my my girlfriend Emma is going to be picking up the Animal Crossing. And I would be lying if I didn't say that I was excited to help out on her deserted island and get my own little camp started as well. I never got a chance to play any of the older Animal Crossings because I've never really been a huge Nintendo fan, so I never really own Nintendo consoles. But the Switch is a really solid bit of kit, which is, is surprising to me. So I have every intention of getting my teeth into Animal Crossing and seeing what's going on in it. The only thing that baffles me, however, is that they keep saying that it's a deserted island, but there's people there, so clearly Nintendo need a dictionary because they don't know what the term deserted deserted means uh, but other than that that's my only criticism the only thing that i would say and this is going to be purely speculative and i'm i'm, I'm mostly covering it because i need to make up time to make this nice a bit of a meaty episode for you guys but i'm a little bit paranoid about animal crossing and i'm a little bit paranoid about doom because doom has shown off that it's going to have skins in it which makes me wonder if we're going to see a number of microtransactions in doom to get yourself some extra skins not only can you have your fists and feet on fire that was a nice bit of alliteration, I'm not gonna lie. But you can also be dressed in the carcass of a unicorn with your armor being painted red, uh, sorry, pink and white. It is dorky, it looks cool, but 
I wonder if they're going to try and sell us those. And I'm not down for that sort of stuff because I'm going to be paying a sizable amount for the game as it is. I don't want to then have to try and buy or I don't want to then be constantly pestered to buy skins for my character. Hopefully they're all attainable via multiplayer, but who knows? Also, in similar speculation, Animal Crossing, this is the first Animal Crossing that I am aware of that has two different currencies. Normally, Tom Nook just wants your bells, but in this one, you get Tom Nook tokens, I, I believe. They may, be, they may be a different name, but they're vouchers of some description. And they allow you to do extra things in the game, such as go on adventures, etc. Now, if anybody played the mobile version of Animal Crossing, there has been some recent changes on their microtransactions, etc., that have made the game a little bit more microtransaction heavy. So I'm curious if they're going to perhaps shoehorn that a little bit into the world of Animal Crossing New Horizons. I think that's I think that's what the subtitle is coming out. And and I'm I'm curious if they're going to try and sell you this extra this extra currency at any point so that you can do more activities without having to save up those vouchers i'm i'm hoping not and this is entirely speculation so please don't quote me on it if i am wrong if i am wrong awesome if i'm not and that kind of puts a bit of a, a downer on it for me that i'm kind of i'm kind of disappointed that we used to have such beloved animal crossing games such as the nintendo cube etc and now they're trying to shoehorn in microtransactions to a game that frankly just doesn't need it but uh We'll have to wait and see on that one before we can really see if that's going to be the case. It's interesting, and I am I'm still, regardless, very, very excited for, for both games. Because as long as the base content is good before they try shoving microtransactions down our throats, then I'm happy, because I, I can ignore that stuff and just play the base game. Very much like Assassin's Creed, they've, they've, they've... Assassin's Creed has a bigger storefront on it now then it actually has settings in the game. So it's it's a very peculiar situation. One of the reasons why I dodged Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but yeah, I digress. That is it for today's shorter podcast. Just catching you up on some of the key points of the news from this week. If you've enjoyed the smaller versions of the podcast, please let me know because I'm thinking of having them every fortnight. So we're going to go from bite size to full size to bite size to full size on a sort of weekly rotation. If you're okay with this type of content, please let me know. The reason why we're doing this is it makes it a little bit easier for myself to juggle time, but also because sometimes it's just difficult to get the right guests on for the certain topics we're talking about i've burnt through uh, a lot of a lot of the relationships that i have that i want to get on the, the i haven't burnt the relationships i've had they're still they're still perfectly intact i've 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 called in a lot of friends so i i I kind of wanted to stay away from having repeat guests but i may go for repeat guests because some of the people we've had on already have been awesome so i'd love to have them on again but if you have enjoyed this please let me know you can find me over on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash twisty shape or you can find me on twitter at twisty shape please just swing by and let me know what you think if you enjoy the podcast or if you just want to tell me about the news stories that we've reported on this week if you want to check out some of the places we get our news stories from you can try gameindustries.biz or kotaku or pc gamer etc there are loads of news outlets out there so you can find some more in-depth information on some of the stories that we have touched on today Anyway, folks, it's been an absolute pleasure bringing this shorter but awesome podcast to you today. And as always, please make sure that you stay super heroes. And I'll see you guys either on Twitch on Sunday or next week for another episode of Meanwhile on Earth. Ta-ra!